Hello, I am Crystal Grafton Combs, and you're listening to Coffee Talk with Crystal. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you have joined us before, welcome back. This podcast is a personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Sometimes I will answer questions from our sisters, and others I will invite friends to do the same. So thank you for listening, and now let's get to my next conversation. As with so many things these days, the spring meeting of the executive board did not look anything like the one originally intended. Because of the pandemic caused by the novel coronavirus COVID-19, we opted for a Zoom meeting so that we could remain safe and follow the guidelines in place for social distancing. Even though I think most of us have become quite familiar with Zoom, particularly in recent weeks, it significantly shifted how we prepared for this board meeting. In an effort to avoid creating Zoom fatigue over a two-day meeting, we completed our prep work in advance, getting creative with programs like Flipgrid. This allowed us to record short videos answering questions about the book Marketing to Gen Z that we read as part of our board development. In addition to these videos, we were split up into teams to answer questions in a role-playing scenario designed to enhance our knowledge and experience within policy governance. These answers were then merged into various presentations for our meeting. It really was quite fun to be a part of and very interesting to watch as all of these things came together. To make things a little more fun, each executive board member also received a small box of what I call non-essentials for the meeting. This included placemats to prompt conversations following meals and help keep personal workspaces clean during snack breaks and a few snacks to help sustain us through the weekend. I was also delighted to find a box of happiness in the form of C's candies arrive on my doorstep just in time for the meeting. It was almost as good as passing around a box of chocolates when we are sitting at the boardroom table at headquarters. Almost. Our meeting began on Friday evening with our call to order and opening ritual. Of course, this ritual was redesigned for use in an online platform. A shout out to RTNJ for making this possible. Following our agenda, we moved first for the adoption of our consent agenda, which includes the approval of our meeting minutes, committee reports, and financial reports, for the declaration of any conflicts of interest that may arise, and then on to our required approvals agenda, which generally includes items such as the consideration of any early alumnus status appeals request. From there, we moved into a fraternity update provided by our staff. This, of course, included the impact of COVID-19 on our fraternity, everything from membership engagement to membership recruitment. Our professional staff team is working every day to create forecasts and plans for what the future may hold. Each and every day brings with it new information that both informs and changes these plans. And among these plans is Leadership Institute. 
This year will be home to a virtual Leadership Institute experience, offering new opportunities to create connections and learning for our members. I am so excited to be a part of this event as we continue to seek creative ways to inspire ambition in our members. Following our fraternity update, our legal counsel shared our legal update, and then we moved into the work of the three task forces created at Convention 2019 in Orlando. The Task Force One report on International Governance Practices, Review, and Education has been completed and released. Next steps regarding this report include determining what items can be implemented for the upcoming election cycle in preparation for convention next summer, and what items will require amendments to our governing documents for implementation further into the future. We also received an update on the work of Task Force 2 and Task Force 3, each of which is wrapping up. I look forward to reading these reports and recommendations in the coming months. I would be remiss if I did not extend my thanks at this time to all who work so diligently as members of these task forces. It is often not glamorous work, but it is important. On behalf of our executive board, I thank you. To close out the business part of our evening, Gail Fitzpatrick, past international president and AOPI's representative on NPC's Council of Delegates, provided an update. As one would imagine, our NPC staff and volunteers are working tirelessly to support our member groups throughout the current pandemic. At this point, we took a break from our screens before sitting back down with our staff leadership team for an Enneagram discovery dinner. The first thing I learned during this dinner is that while it is not really strange to eat at your desk, it is really strange to eat at your desk while someone is watching via Zoom. But I was really hungry, so I did it anyway. It was a dinner, but it was still a bit odd. The second thing I learned is how fun it is to use Zoom rooms for breakout sessions in meetings. And last but not least, it was fascinating to learn the Enneagram numbers of everyone participating. In case anyone is curious, I am an eight, the challenger. And according to my husband, that includes the full package, the good, well, and the challenging parts of me. I continue to be fascinated by this, particularly by how these results may intertwine with other personality traits, such as being an introvert, and I am looking forward to doing a little more research on my own. It made for such fun conversation, and it was the perfect way to end our first day of meetings. Our second day began with a mini RFM training for our executive board. RFM stands for Release Figure Methodology. This methodology is a mathematical model used to determine the number of invitations issued by chapters during the recruitment process. For those of us on the executive board who are not experienced with RFM, it was a great introduction to how it works and how it benefits our chapters, potential new members, and entire Greek systems. For those who are already familiar with RFM, it was a wonderful refresher. 
We then turned our attention to one of the primary responsibilities of our executive board, monitoring. As a reminder, monitoring reports are created by our professional staff team and fall into two categories, the ends and executive limitations. We completed monitoring on five reports related to executive limitations, including general executive constraint, the global EL, treatment of members, EL1, financial condition and activities, EL5, communication and support to the board, EL9, and extension, EL11. We also completed monitoring on four reports related to the ends, ambition, E1, sense of belonging, E2, leadership, E3, and character, E4. For those who may want to take a more in-depth look at our policy set, you can find it on our website. After logging into AlphaLink, just click on Fulfilling the Promise and then AO Files Member Documents. Following monitoring, we conducted a review of three policies in our policy set. These reviews are completed to determine if each policy is still relevant and whether it requires any revision. And this is another of the most important responsibilities of our executive board. We reviewed our policy on Special Rules of Order, GP14, ED Termination, BMD6, and the Board Planning Cycle, GP3. After this review, we took a lunch break before coming back to our screens. This is when we focused on our committee work. The Executive Board has three committees, the Governance and Board Development Committee, the Membership Connection Committee, and the Finance and Audit Committee. It is during this time that we get into substantive conversations about our work as committees and as executive board members. This includes in-depth discussions around our own self-evaluation surveys, board education, and policy governance, about how we are creating connections with our members, and about our finances. Each of these committees meets separately every month, sharing notes with the full board. Our quarterly meetings, like this, give us the opportunity to really dig deep and engage in this work together. After a quick snack break, we turned our attention to the next topic on our agenda, the potential for our collegiate chapters to perform rituals online via platforms such as Zoom. As you can imagine, this is a very important topic. Our ritual is the foundation of our sisterhood it is what connects us to one another in a way that is unique to AOPI. It is also with this in mind that our executive board has asked RT&J to partner with our professional staff team to create and implement the guidelines that will make this possible. I am very excited about the possibilities that this holds for all of us. Next up was to make appointments for network specialists to serve in our new network structure, as well as for the newly established Collegiate Finance Workgroup. This is exciting, of course, because our volunteers are such an important part of the success of our collegiate and alumni chapters across our organization. Following appointments, we enjoyed another exciting conversation as we turned our attention back to Leadership Institute. We selected Rose Award recipients for this year, 
as well as the winner of the Stella George Stern Perry Award. One of the privileges of serving as an executive board member is being a part of these conversations. It is always amazing to read about the outstanding accomplishments of our sisters, how they are impacting their chapters and their local communities, and how they are inspiring ambition. After another snack break, yes, the snacks are an essential part of the break, at least in my world, we reconvene to share updates from AOPI Properties and the AOPI Foundation. Just as it is true for our fraternity, both Properties and the Foundation are working diligently to provide outstanding services and support to our members. I am particularly proud of the fact that our Foundation has opened up our Ruby Fund to both alumni and collegiate members in dire need due to COVID-19. The next item on our agenda was succession planning. While it is sometimes hard to believe that we are only just now nearing the halfway mark in this biennium, and we are already talking about elections at convention next summer, succession planning is essential to the future of our fraternity. If you or someone you know is interested in serving as a member of our executive board, please message, call, or text a current or former executive board member. I personally believe it's a wonderful way to serve our fraternity. And that brings us to our last topic, calendar and event planning. Right now, of course, our calendars are full of Zoom links rather than travel plans. However, I look forward to the day that we are all together again in real life. And hopefully, that day will be soon. That's all for today. As always, thanks for listening. If you have a question, email me at coffeetalkama at icloud.com. And until next time, stay safe and be well.